Hey, Shredders. How y'all doing out there? Welcome to Shred Podcast, episode 28. Uh, we have with us tonight again, our head coach and owner, Marcus Creaturo. Hey, Marcus, what's going on? Good evening, Scott. Good to be on again. Uh, it is week two of the Open. We just wrapped that up. And uh, just like last week, I want to hear from you. What do you think about the programming from week two? <laughs> uh fantastic workout fantastic workout i mean they always are i know it sounds like a kind of a broken record on my end but um uh great workout the reps uh really surprised me uh the reps were just really low um usually when you think of the open you think of you know high intensity you think of uh longer workouts like we've seen and actually the first two weeks we had a 15 minute workout and a 20 minute workout i mean those are for crossfit standards those are kind of on the longer side of things um but what surprised me the most it was the rep scheme four thrusters six toes to bar the rep schemes were very low uh and it just allowed to keep people moving and we have really learned so much about just pacing just pacing in these crossfit workouts that's seems to be the common uh, common theme over the first two weeks is um is pace uh but but you know quickly love the workout love the rep scheme different um and, and and once again they always find a great workout with a great stimulus that that everybody can play uh like like we said last week we have advanced athletes that have been in our crossfit gym for five years and we have some athletes that have been in our gym for five weeks and they they you know, they're competing in the open, they're doing the scale division if they need to, and, and they're just having a great time, a lot of fun, and they're getting stuff done and they're doing things and they never thought they would do. So it's, it's been great, great two weeks. So what I think personally um, was really deceptive to me is you look at that rep scheme and you're like, those are, that, those are all doable, unbroken sets of reps. And you get into it. And in my head, before I even started, I said, hey, Go slow, keep the heart rate down. And I looked up after the first round and went, whoa, that went really fast. And I felt like I was going slow. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, felt that way. I mean, it, it's I, you know, me specifically, I, I tried to go slower, you know, and, and it, it seems like I, I couldn't do it. And just people, they were intent intentionally going as slow as they could on that first round. And they were still doing that first round in under a minute, you know, and it's like, man, and it catches up with you. It certainly catches up with you. And uh, just, just another great workout for sure. What I think also is a unique kind of perspective is if you look at the leaderboard across the world, uh, the women dominated this event. Uh, they were the ones that got into the 30 rounds where uh, men, I, I don't think anybody got into 30 rounds. Uh, and there were like six women who did. Um, and you look at our own gym and some of the, the reps that were accomplished, most of the, the higher rep schemes were done by women. Yeah. Do you, do you have uh so I haven't looked at the leaderboard quite as extensively as, as you Scott up to this point. Um, but what, what would, I want to ask you, what would you contribute that to any thoughts or ideas? Um, my guess is probably the, um, the weight of the thruster, maybe they could get through that quicker. Um, maybe, you know, I know we probably have more women that are proficient with double unders, mm -hmm. uh, than men. And that that's not, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, just an observation uh, of what I've seen in our own gym. Yeah, those are, those are great answers. One, one thing that, uh, one thing that 
that came through my mind was I, I would like to see the height of these women um, versus the, the height of some of the men. Like what's the average height of those women that got through the workout or however many rounds they got through? What's the average height of the men? Because you got to think it's a shorter range of motion for them to squat down and press. So they return back back to that bottom position a little faster, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, makes so, so the range of motion, they're achieving their range of motion in a shorter period of time um, uh, than than a, than a taller male would. So maybe that contributes to it. So they can cycle through the reps a little bit faster. Um, shorter legs, they come up to the hit the toes to bar and come down a little bit faster. It's a shorter range of motion, kind of kind of like a foot pounds type of thing. Um, so yeah, that that all those could be very viable reasons. Yeah. So I, it just, just was a funny observation. And I know uh, some of the, the other people that do national podcasts made that observation as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things um, that we want to talk about today is just the crowds of people that are at the gym day after day, all weekend long, cheering other competitors on. It's really cool to see when you look around the gym, around the, that yellow rope, the amount of people there cheering on their friends. Yeah, it's uh, it always brings brings uh, family members and friends out for sure, and uh, they get to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and see see what it is we do in CrossFit and what our facility looks like, and and neighbors come in, and friends come in, and moms and dads come in, and uh, we have an athlete that's been going to our gym for gosh probably about three years, I would say three three and a half years, and I met his wife for the first time. You know, we we were start we were starting to joke like, does your wife exist? So <laughs> I met her for the first time, you know, and this is his second or third open that he's uh, participating in at Shred and and met her for the first time. So uh, children of some of our athletes, you know, they're at school during the day. They don't bring them in the gym in the morning, early in the morning. They're still sleeping, getting on the school bus or whatever. And and uh, we're meeting some of their family and some of their kids. So it's just it's just the, the whole five weeks is just a fantastic experience on, on both ends as athlete and, and, and as coaches. And to me, that's really the highlight of the open is to is to see those people cheering each other on, regardless of whether they're on the blue team, the pink team, the orange team, uh, or the purple team. Am I missing one? Uh, yeah, I think you got them all right. Purple. Purple, yeah, that was all purple, blue, pink, and orange. Yeah, there we go. Uh, regardless of that color affiliation, we see people out there cheering each other on, just wanting them to to get that PR or get something. Uh, accomplished that they've never done before. Yeah. And I think uh, over the two weeks, it's, it's been fun to watch that. Just, uh, just the support of, you know, like you said, cross colors of all the different teams, supporting one another, encouraging one another, uh, telling them that they can do this. And, you know, you got one minute left, go hard, work hard, things like that. It's, it's super fun to see all these people come together, even though we have this fun competition with the different team colors and things like that. You're, you're pulling for your team for sure. But, but at the end of the day, you're pulling for everybody to do well and do their best and things like that. And, you know, it brings up a little conversation that I had with an athlete. And this is, this is why I really truly love about coaching and the passion that I have is that, um, I had this athlete come up to me and, and say, and say, you know what, this, this, this person did this time. And this person did this many reps. And what, what do you think this person will do? And I, I literally just stopped the athlete from talking. And I said, 
look at the energy and the anxiety that you're putting into this, worrying about other people. When you could take all that energy and put it into your own score and your own effort on your workout, because what other people do, it's, it's out of your control. It's a hundred percent out of your control. What, what your what, um, you know, a, a fellow shred athlete does on that workout. It's a hundred percent out of your control. What you can control is your effort and your work. So, so harness that energy, support them, love them, encourage them, give them high fives. And, and it, we had, we do have that friendly competition, right there. There that's what helps us all like uh, succeed and do better is having that friendly push to, to have that friendly competition with that fellow shred athlete. But we never want to lose sight of two things. You give your best effort and you're supporting the other person, regardless of who it is and what team they are, are on, no matter what. That is what we the, the point that we want to drive home for these five weeks. I think our community is on a great job of this. And we obviously, it makes us proud as coaches to see this continue over the next uh, three weeks we have left. Right. And just like we said last week, we don't want anything to derail our fitness journey. You know, the Open is fun and it's something we do together uh, and it has a lot of camaraderie, but we don't want to sacrifice our end goal of being more fit at the end of this. Um, for the sake of a competition. Right, right. You know, we talked about a little bit about that last week. If uh, if people out there listened and tune into episode 27, I believe that was, um, then they can go back and, and they can look at that. But uh, yeah, it's it's all about just getting putting in your best effort and supporting your friends along the way. I mean, what more of a great environment could you ask for than that? And uh, we're just super proud of our athletes and we're excited for the next three weeks. Uh, so let's finish up with, a little tip um, after going through that long 20-minute um, AMRAP, um, this weekend I actually watched an episode of the Buttery Bros. I want to give them credit for for this. And on that episode, they had Pat Vellner and uh, Matt Fraser, uh, the two of the fittest men in the world. They were t- they did twenty point two together, and they did it the first time through just to find out where their breathing would um, would falter. And Pat Vellner said to Matt, um, if I ever get to a point where I'm taking more than one breath per rep, I need to dial it back so that I can sustain it for the 20 minutes. I know you've talked a lot to our athletes about breath control and how that can help them through a workout. Uh, do you want to give some tips to them now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I'd be great to, to do that. Um, yeah. So we're talking about, you know, Patrick Vellner, very popular name in the, in the sport of CrossFit. Um, we're talking about somebody that's super duper fit. Um, you know, his heart rate, his, his lung capacity, uh, his strength, flexibility, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's, you know, one of the, one of the top fittest men in the world. Um, so his breathing might not be comparable to mine. <laughs> so, right. you know what I'm saying? I mean, a different, there's a different level of fitness there and lung capacity. Uh, age has some stuff to do with that as well. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that sleep and recovery. I mean, all, all that stuff. But just on the surface here, there is a lot of research uh, being done uh, as CrossFit is gaining more popularity and notoriety in the, in the world of physical fitness and how to improve and be more efficient in, in the art of breathing. Let's call it. And so, um, 
for those of you know that that know me, I, I'm I'm kind of a research guy. Um, I've always enjoyed um, reading the research that's out there, and so this is this is from um, uh, let me find his name here, Danny Yeager, uh, and he's at the Los Angeles Art of Breath Clinic. And so uh, I want to I want to share this with our athletes, and this is kind of what I'm I've been talking to them about in a roundabout kind of more elementary way, um, so that we all can understand it. But I'll I'll read right from the text here. This is a CO two tolerance test. Um, it's basically a max exhale test. So oxygen comes in, carbon dioxide, CO two goes out. So this is this is what it says according to uh, the Los Angeles Art of Breath Clinic. It says. Take four full breaths of nasal breathing only, one breath every five to 10 seconds. These are not supposed to be fast breaths. Control the inhale slowly at about three to five seconds in and let your exhale go by relaxing. Let it fall out with zero effort to exhale when your breath naturally stops. Take a brief pause, then slowly inhale again. On the fourth inhale, when you hit the top, totally full breath, start a timer as slow as possible. Think, think that you're going to exhale for three minutes, like as slow as you can. Exhale as long as you possibly can. Let the air trickle out slowly. Do not pause or stop or swallow. When you run out of air or need to inhale or stop, stop your timer. Okay. So if anybody, if anybody wants to get their hands on that, um, they can reach out to me and and I can, I can get them this, but essentially what there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot more research done on breathing with these high level athletes and even, even down to ourselves. Um, and the importance of breathing in this high intensity exercise. And what they're finding is, is that when the carbon dioxide, when you are more efficient of getting that carbon dioxide out and you're more efficient with your breathing, it allows for more oxygen to come in. So you might be able to, you know, I don't know, this is just hypothetical, but you might be able to sneak out five more repetitions without setting the barbell down or dropping the wall ball or something like that. All, all just because of your breathing is stronger, your lung capacity is better, and you're more efficient at your breathing. If we can be more efficient at kipping pull-ups, why can't we be more efficient at breathing during kipping pull-ups to help us get more reps or to help us um, stay in a better position with a, a tighter core? Uh, you know, Coach Jen talks about that tight core so much in the gymnastic movements, and she does a great job in our gymnastics class. So, so these are this is where the research is going now. And so, I, I'm going to give an example, a real life example that has happened inside of Shreds Four Walls. I've had a couple athletes, um, I've challenged them during their workout and, and the movement has been specifically wall balls. It's a large range of motion. You're squatting all the way down. You're squat, you know, you're standing all the way up. You're tossing that ball. And I challenge some of our athletes to really focus on pushing that carbon dioxide out and kind of breathing twice per repetition, right? I'm exhaling at the top. My lungs are expanded. When I'm, when I'm standing up tall and my lungs are expanding, I'm kind of exhale. I'm forcing that carbon dioxide out. And as I, as I catch the ball and I go back down into my squat, that's my inhale. That's that big, deep breath inhale. And then when I hit the bottom of the squat, I exhale again, 
right? So I'm breathing twice per kind of repetition of wall ball. And all, all, you know, half a dozen of these athletes, I've challenged them to do this. They've all come back to me after the workout and they, they, this has been their reaction. Their common reaction is they, they said to me, I, it feels easier. I'm more under control. And I think what you're doing is, is you're, you're increasing your lung capacity. You're helping yourself, um, uh, handle these, these, the, the stimulus of these workouts and these movements even more, and you're controlling your heart rate at a better, at a more efficient level. Um, and so I know I've been talking a lot. I know that's a lot of information to digest, but, um, but it seems to work and, and the research continues. Well, one of the reasons I thought that would be a good topic is, uh, we were talking about it at a 6am class this week. And one of the athletes actually said to me, that they tried nasal breathing and doing the two breath per rep on wall balls and made a drastic jump in the amount of uh, large sets that they could do. Yes. Awesome. Uh, almost immediately. They saw an immediate effect. Yep. Love it. And, and, and I, 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 I believe I know the athlete that you're referring to. And, and this athlete is, is one of the athletes uh, of the half a dozen or so. I'm kind of doing this little beta test inside our four walls at Shred On. Um, and it's, it's worked out every time. Um, so let me, let me go back to, uh, what I said about that tolerance test, that little paragraph I read, and and let me give you some actual numbers here. Uh, for those of you taking notes, if, if that exhale is greater than 80 seconds, you are considered an elite, uh, breather, let's say it reflects an advanced pulmonary adaptation and excellent motor control and low arousal. If it's 60 to 80 seconds, you are considered advanced. This reflects a healthy pulmonary system, good motor control, and relatively low arousal. If it's 40 to 60 seconds of your inhale, you're considered intermediate. This range generally improves quickly with a focus on CO2 tolerance training. 20 to 40 seconds, you're considered average, moderate to high arousal state. Breathing mechanics need improvement. And if it's less than 20 seconds, this is the last one, you are considered poor breather, very high arousal and stress sensitivity, mechanical restriction possible, or poor pulmonary um, capacity. So those are those are how you gauge quantifiable uh, quantifiably the uh, the information that I read. And if anybody once again needs that information, I can definitely direct you to that. Great, that's great stuff, Marcus. And this this is what we're planning on doing for the remainder of the open is to kind of look back at the programming and how the workout went from the previous week, and a little tip on things we may have learned during that week, um, and then we'll look ahead to next week. So, um, thank you very much for being with us, Marcus. And uh, we're gonna send it off now, and we'll see you next week for episode twenty nine. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon.